Welcome to the BT360 podcast, What's Up in Business Travel, a weekly podcast where we update you on what's up this week in the world of business travel. This podcast is great for those who need to know what's happening all in less than 15 minutes. My name is Ash. Let's get started. It is Monday, November 15th, and we have completed week 45 of 2021. As a reminder, businesstravel360.com is a great resource to take advantage of for everything related to business travel. Here, you can listen, read, watch, take advantage of deals, look up events, and even have fun with some great videos. You can check all of this out at businesstravel360.com. Now, let's get to our headlines. Expedia Group's month-long drive to simplify its operations has declared that Sabre will be losing a significant portion of Expedia's business in North America. Expedia Group has been using all three major GDSs for many years to access primarily to airline content. It is a way for Expedia to have some redundancy in the event of failure of one of the three systems. Sabre CEO Sean Mankey disclosed during the company's third quarter earnings call with Investors Tuesday that Expedia Group notified Sabre of Expedia's intent to shift a significant portion of the GDS business in North America from Sabre. Sean Mankey downplayed the financial impact, stating that the bookings at Sabre started losing in the third quarter are low-margin business. Sabre has also announced its strategy to focus on a narrow number of products and services in its portfolio as it seeks to focus on retailing and distribution for travel brands. According to the CEO, over the course of this year, our executive leadership has been taking a critical look at Sabre, challenging norms and re-examining the way we do business. Our review focused on industry trends and technology, current and future capabilities, desired growth and returns, ongoing investment requirement, and financial health and flexibility. The United States travel and tourism sector will exceed its pre-pandemic economic contribution in 2022, reaching $2 trillion, according to a report by the WTTC. In 2019, U.S. travel and tourism sector GDP contribution represented nearly $1.9 trillion, or 8.6% of the U.S. economy, and fell to $1.1 trillion in 2020. The WTTC found that the U.S. tourism sector can grow by 35.6% in 2021, outpacing the overall global tourism recovery, which was set to see a 31% year-over-year increase in 2021. Airlines will collect about $65 billion in ancillary revenues worldwide this year, an increase of 13% compared to last year, according to a report from Car Trawler. Although the airlines are still trying to rebuild revenue to pre-pandemic levels, the amount of ancillary revenue per passenger has continued to increase even throughout the pandemic, according to the report. Airlines this year are expected to earn an average of $27.60 in ancillary revenues per passenger, up from $23.91 in 2019. And finally, the U.S. House of Representatives on Friday night passed a $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill with a 228 to 206 vote. 19 representatives crossed party lines for the legislation that is set to not only overhaul U.S. infrastructure elements from roads and bridges to airports and rail, but also includes major investment in electric car infrastructure, charging stations, among other environmental-focused moves. The $1.2 trillion bill is the largest investment in public works, It represents $550 billion in new spending. In terms of travel, the bill pumps $25 billion into airports to address repair and maintenance backlogs, reduce congestions and emissions near ports and airports, and drive electrification and other low-carbon technologies. It will also push $66 billion to Amtrak for track repairs and expansion. It is the largest investment in passenger rail since the creation of Amtrak. It will devote $110 billion to roads and bridges. 
All too often, when I'm traveling and I walk into a rental car center, I see people standing in line. I always ask myself, why are they standing and waiting in line? Do they not know about Emerald Club, National's loyalty program? With Emerald Club, there is no line to wait on, and you can pick up any car in the Emerald Isle Row when you book a mid-sized car. That's right, a mid-sized car. You can get a full-size, an SUV, whatever's in the car lot. So the next time you rent a car, don't waste your time, and instead of getting a mid-sized car, get an upgrade. Sign up with Emerald Club at nationalcar.com. Now in news related to changes in travel due to the pandemic. On Monday, the CDC added four new countries to its level four COVID-19 very high warning list, the highest level of advisory. Luxembourg, Cayman Islands, Faroe Islands, and the Netherlands were added to the level four list this week, all because of rising COVID-19 cases in these countries. Each one qualifies because they've had more than 500 cases per 100,000 residents in the last 28 days. American Airlines has said it's retiring its shuttle product and will no longer fly Boston to LaGuardia. American Airlines is replacing the shuttle product in a couple of ways. First, they're ending the product and the route will be now operated entirely by their partner JetBlue. They were also introducing shuttle-like fares in a number of markets. These main select fares will be refundable, bundled priority boarding and check-in, free seat assignments for any coach seat, and have free same-day confirmed changes. The FAA announced that it has proposed an additional $200,000 in civil penalties against 10 passengers for alleged physical assaults. Unruly passenger cases spiked after the U.S. introduced a mask mandate on airplanes and in airports on February 1st. The mandate is set to remain in place until at least January 18th. So far this year, the FAA has reported over 5,000 unruly passenger incidences. 73% of them were mask-related. Out of the over 5,000 unruly passenger reports, only 37 have been sent to the FBI for possible prosecution. Twenty twenty one will be filled with news of mergers and new partnerships. Startup travel management company Take Two Travel Solutions, which launched in the UK and Europe in September, has brought forward a startup operations in the US in response to growing demands from clients. Take Two says it has already implemented clients on the east and west coast of the US and has a pipeline of $100 million in business. The company has established operations across the country in New York, Houston, LA, and currently employs 20 US-based staff. Founded by former CTM bosses, Take-Two launched with a strong UK-Europe-based client portfolio. In October, the company's total transaction value was 31% ahead of budget. Vessel, a newly launched crew travel management technology developed by TapTrip, has partnered with Blue Marine Foundation, a charity dedicated to restoring the ocean to health. Through the partnership, Vessel will support Blue's mission to bring at least 30% of the world's ocean under effective protection and 70% managed in a responsible way by 2030. Zip Air will soon be launching flights to LA, making it the airline's second destination in the US after Honolulu. As of December 25th, Zip Air will be launching three weekly flights between Tokyo and LA. The flights will operate on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. Zip Air is Japan Airlines' new low-cost airline. Zip Air started operations with a fleet of two Boeing 787s and plans to grow two planes per year. They currently fly to Bangkok, Honolulu, Seoul, and Singapore. 
The holdings company behind Sydney, Australia's airport has agreed to a 23 billion Australian dollar takeover from a private infrastructure group that, if approved, could be the biggest buyouts ever in Australian history. Sydney Airport, publicly listed Australian holding company that owns 100% interest in the airport, said this week that it has agreed to a takeover bid from the Sydney Aviation Alliance, another investment group made up of both domestic and U.S. partners. The deal was agreed to after the Sydney Aviation Alliance upped its bid by 6% for the airport. And now in news relating to the return to travel. Emerging from bankruptcy in June and recently announcing a groundbreaking deal with Tesla, Hertz uplisted to the Nasdaq on Tuesday. Not a traditional initial public offerings, but rather what's known as a re-IPO. The company investors put up more than $44 million of their own shares. Hertz spent $300 million to buy back more than $10 million of those. And Hertz began trading on the NASDAQ on Tuesday under HTZ. The company formally traded over-the-counter as HTZZ. Corporate ground transportation management platform Get is set to trade on NASDAQ after signing a business combination agreement with special purpose acquisition company Rosecliff Acquisition Corp. Upon closing the deal, expected to happen in the first half of 2022, the combined company will operate as Get and will use the symbol GETT for trading. The transaction reflects an implied valuation of $1 billion for the company and will provide it up to $253 million in gross proceeds from Rosecliff's trust account. IAG has more than doubled its capacity recovery in the third quarter, though it remains below half of pre-pandemic levels. Total capacity for the quarter was 43% of the third quarter in 2019, an improvement from the previous quarter. IAG CEO said that the reopening of the U.S. to European visitors is a pivotal moment and that the group is seeing a significant recovery underway. United Airlines will bill its service to London Heathrow Airport to 22 flights by next spring, including a new direct flight from Boston, the airline announced. Currently, United is flying to London, its most frequently booked international destination, for its business customers this month. London is an integral part of United's network, and we remain confident that we will continue to grow, particularly as international business travel returns in 2022, according to United Senior Vice President of International Network and Alliances, Patrick Quayle. The newest Hard Rock Hotel is now accepting reservations. Hard Rock Hotel New York is one of the brand's newly anticipated new openings and will officially welcome its first guests on April 2022 at 159 West 48th Street close to Times Square and Broadway. The hotel will feature 446 rooms and specialty suites highlighted by the Rockstar Suite on the hotel's 34th floor. Some 600 days since the majority of UK nationals were last able to fly to the US, British Airways and Virgin Atlantic marked the reopening of the transatlantic corridor with a historical dual takeoff from London to New York. The airlines joined forces in a unique show of unity to celebrate a long campaign for and pivotal moment for the travel industry with flights BA001, a flight number previously reserved for the Concorde, and VS3 making a synchronized departure on parallel runways at London Airport. AAA forecasts more than 4.2 million Americans will travel by air this Thanksgiving, an 83% increase from last Thanksgiving when the CDC urged people to stay home. The projected total is 9% less than the 4.6 million who traveled for Thanksgiving in 2019. Airports will be busier than we've ever seen before, so travelers must plan for longer lines and extra time for TSA checks, according to Senior Vice President of AAA Travel. Even with air travel seeing a boost this year, AAA finds that the average lowest fare was 27% less than last year at $132. Tuesday and Wednesday is still the most expensive and heaviest travel days, and Monday being the lightest and least expensive. 
And now in some space news. SpaceX has just launched its fourth astronaut mission for NASA as part of the agency's commercial crew program. Falcon 9 rocket, topped with a Crew Dragon capsule, took to the skies above NASA's Space Kennedy Center on Wednesday, lighting up the night sky as it lifted off from the agency's historic pad 39A. The launch kicked off SpaceX's Crew 3 mission, which will carry four astronauts on a 22-hour flight to the ISS space station. Following a series of weather-related delays, the Crew-3 launch countdown proceeded normally and smoothly, with the closeout crews completing critical leak and communication checks ahead of schedule. The crew seemed relaxed and ready for action as the minutes ticked away. With that, thank you for joining us, and I would like to ask you to tune in again next week on Monday morning to get your weekly update. We hope you will make this a regular part of your week and listen in while you're on the move or sitting back and sipping your coffee. You can subscribe to this business travel podcast by searching Business Travel 360 on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, iHeart, Pandora, or Spotify. Be sure to share this podcast with everyone you know so that they may also benefit from getting to know more about what's up in business travel. You can always find more information on businesstravel360.com. Have a great day and travel well.